This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Thursday, May 23rd, 2019. I'm Caleb Brown. New York City's ban on removing guns registered there from city limits offers the Supreme Court an opportunity to clarify just what civil liberties are protected by the Second Amendment. Matthew LaRossiere is a co-author of the Cato Institute's brief in the case of New York State Rifle and Pistol Association versus City of New York. We spoke this week. New York City pretty much has a blanket ban on transporting firearms, transporting handguns. Uh, But you can get a pistol permit in New York City. You can own a handgun in your home. However, if you own a handgun and you have a valid pistol permit, you can't take your pistol outside of the city of New York. You can only take it directly to your home or to a shooting range within the city. You can't take it to another residence upstate. You can't take it out of state for competition or out of the city for competition, rather. Uh, So it's basically, and which is, I guess, profoundly ironic because everyone knows New York City's anti-gun. You'd think they'd want these guns to be out of the city as fast as possible. But they're basically saying, no, once you've got a handgun permit and a handgun in the city, it has to stay here. Now, to the extent that New York is making a a claim about how this will protect the public from stray bullets, from, uh, you know, gun crime, that sort of thing, if they're making it illegal for someone to take a gun out of the city... What they're really making illegal is you effectively traveling with a gun in your vehicle. Right, exactly. And their their stated concern is that, you know, it's guns on the street. You know, we've been hearing that forever. Uh, it's just a way to keep it so that by default, when a New York City police officer sees a firearm, he can presume that there's a crime being committed. Uh, because if they, you know, if they actually had a robust gun right in New York City, You know, there wouldn't be a cause to question somebody, to interrogate somebody about where you're going if you find, you know, a handgun even securely and safely stowed away in the trunk. It's still not okay. Uh, And so, yeah, the stated purpose is guns on the street. So what does the what is the opportunity that the court here has with respect to, uh, you know, clarifying what has been the standard for allowing people to exercise their uh, Second Amendment rights either throughout a state or across state lines. Right. So there hasn't been a substantive development in the Second Amendment since uh, since 2010 uh, when McDonald said, you know, but said, hey, no, this applies to states as well. Uh, but the Heller case, 2008 Heller case applies to states as well, that you can't just blanket ban, you know, common commonly available firearms. The problem is, is that Heller was a, you know, many, many page long penumbra with no clear standard, no clear guidelines for what is and is not acceptable under the Constitution. So in the intervening 10 years, the lower courts have kind of just run roughshod over the Second Amendment. They've they've been taking little snippets, little sentences from Heller and expanding them into broad categories of, oh, well, this presumptively, you know, the government can do this, you know, oh, well, this doesn't, this doesn't actually concern the Second Amendment. This is something else. Or this might concern the Second Amendment, but it's just, we're just taking away a little slice. So that's okay. So what this case, because this case is really involves such a stupid and indefensible law, it means that the Supreme Court won't be doing something terribly controversial by striking it down. Uh, and so in doing so, what really matters is how the court strikes it down, what they say the problem is and, you know, what the framework, how, what the analytical approach to striking the law down is. That is the the big important thing because we're going to see 
all kinds of different issues arise and that have been arising, you know, assault weapon bans, magazine capacity restrictions, you know, whether or not you can have a concealed carry license. Those are all important things that have not been addressed uh, in any meaningful way. So this is going to, this potentially could set a framework to kind of have some predictability and some rationale to deciding Second Amendment cases going forward. You know, even though states like Illinois and the District of Columbia, even in the wake of the Heller case and the McDonald case, a lot of municipalities have continued to try to uh, technically comply with whatever rules the U.S. Supreme Court has handed down, but at the same time still strongly restrict uh, the ownership of of guns. Right. And because the standard has been so nebulous, they've been able to, you know, it's clear what they're doing. They they don't want them, you know, these municipalities don't want any guns around. Uh, and But since the standard is so nebulous, they, they find these little holes to say, oh, well, you know, this fits, uh, you know, well, oh, this like with assault weapon bans, this is probably not even covered by the Second Amendment. So we don't have to worry about it. Or with, you know, concealed carry laws, they'll say, well, it's only about when you're not in your home. And then and then they make the ridiculous argument that since Heller involved defending yourself in the home, that the Second Amendment only includes the home. You know, it's it's been as as ridiculous and interpretive uh, approach as you could imagine uh, for lower courts that really disagreed with Heller, that really disagree with the right to bear arms and want to do whatever they possibly can to restrict it from below. And they they really know. So the reason they've been able to restrict it from below like that is because they really know the Supreme Court doesn't have an appetite to take on these, you know, more publicly divisive cases like assault weapon bans and things like that. The lower courts know the Supreme Court isn't willing to touch that. So they've kind of just been getting away with it. Uh, so the question is, is the Supreme Court going to actually step in and set a firm standard so that, you know, to tell the lower court, you can't just keep doing this. You know, you've got to respect these people's rights. Or uh, there's a there's a pretty significant chance and, you know, there's real concern that uh, Roberts might, you know, want to kind of take a step back and uh, we might may wind up having this be one of those uh, middle ground cases where, yeah, the law is struck down, but they don't give us any more guidance, right? Uh, and the city of New York has tried to accomplish that as well. By after the fact, so after the case got to the Supreme Court, the city was realized, oh, crap, they're actually going to do something about this. And so they started to try to repeal the law, hoping that that would moot the case. So if the if the law wasn't in effect, then legally, technically, it's not a live case anymore and the Supreme Court can't hear it. So they've been trying to do this. Uh, and there's rules in place to when it's obvious that, oh, you're just doing this because you're trying to avoid having your bad actions come before the court. So. There are doctrines in place to to kind of protect us from that, but it's really a lot of it is up in the air right now. And there's a lot of wiggle room for justices on the Supreme Court who aren't that comfortable with ruling on the Second Amendment, aren't that comfortable with clarifying the Second Amendment to do that. So it's it's something to be concerned about, but I remain cautiously optimistic. Matthew LaRossiere is a legal associate at the Cato Institute. Subscribe to the Cato Daily Podcast wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast. 